Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Well, if you have your Bibles, open to Proverbs chapter 15, if you would. We started a new series last week called Stay Positive. And we said that there's lots of reasons in this world right now that we could be negative, correct? Lots of stuff going on, lots of upheaval around the world. But we as Christians have a reason to stay positive because we have hope in Christ. And so last week we talked about having a biblical optimism. If you missed the message, you can go back and watch it on, on the church page or any of those if you want to catch up. But we defined biblical optimism. We said we believe that God is working for the what? Good. Because in Romans, he says he's working for the good, right? All things work together for good. So he said that we have reasons to have hope. And so today we're going to talk about a little bit about how to stay hopeful. And that's through this thing that we call gratitude. Do any of you besides myself have a habit of complaining? Anybody ever get negative and uh, people are just, uh, right? You ever have that? You ever have those? And so a lot of us, our, our go-to mode is negative. And so today we're going to look at ways that we can stay grateful. And so I, I said that Life Church is this church down in Oklahoma. They make all these little graphics and videos and ideas, and they make it available to churches. So we use their graphic, and we got some ideas, and we got a little video. I showed one last week. We'll show another little video this week. They're cute. When the folks next door have a bigger home, a nice sports car and a garden gnome, your minivan has zero chrome, you're blessed with what's your own, stay positive. Neighbors gnome, we're going to have hope for you today, right? Well, we're supposed to stay positive as Christians. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13 Solomon, who is the wisest man to ever live, says this, A glad heart makes a happy face, but a broken heart crushes the spirit. A glad heart makes your face happy. So if you have joy in your heart, you're going to have joy on your face, right? Hopefully. Now, some of us have an angry resting face. You know, you're, you're just normal expression. People can go, ugh. You know, I don't want to talk to that person. And so I've been accused of that a few times. They said, when you just look at me, you look mad. I'm like, no, I'm just, this is just who I am. You know, I don't know. My face must be bad. But he said, a broken heart crushes your spirit. How many of you have ever had your heart broken? Ever been there? And then, so does that crush your spirit sometimes? Absolutely. I'll throw this for a trip over it. So Solomon said that we need to have a glad heart. Well, how do we have a glad heart? How do we keep ourselves positive? Well, that's what we're going to look at a little bit today. So let's talk about gratitude. Gratitude. There are some benefits that come with having a grateful heart. Now, what is gratitude? Gratitude is being thankful for what we have, right? It's not saying, man, I wish I had my neighbor's car. Man, I wish I had that. You know, I wish I had this. I wish my life looked different. Uh, And, you know, we kind of had a, a funny moment. Amy and I... You know, we drove into Springfield, Missouri, which is where we went to college, which is no longer there, but there are remnants. We found remnants of our old college around. But 
And so we started talking and we said, wow, we left Springfield 21 years ago. Like who would have ever thought our life would be where it is today, you know, as we go back. And many of you could probably say the same thing. If you look back 20, 30, 40 years ago, your life looks different than you thought it would. Sometimes it looks different for the better. Sometimes it looks different, maybe a little worse. But it's easy to complain, isn't it? It's easy to say, wow, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Why did that person get it so easy? Why does, you know? And so let's talk about what happens when we're grateful. Well, there's a couple of studies that I actually looked at. And they show that gratefulness or gratitude has emotional benefits. When we're grateful, these are secular scholars saying this. This is what the Bible's told us. Solomon said, a happy heart makes your face cheerful. Gratefulness, it lowers toxic emotions. Any of you know someone who's toxic? They're just negative all the time. They just spread chaos and confusion and bitterness everywhere they go. When we are grateful, it lowers those toxic emotions. It lowers our anxiety and depression. If you're someone who struggles with anxiety or struggles with depression, they've actually said, these are clinical studies, say that when you're grateful for what you have, it lowers that tendency to be anxious. It lowers that tendency to suffer from depression. Now, I know there are chemical things and all that, but they're saying, they've studied people, they said, when you're grateful, these are better. It makes us feel happier. When we're grateful, it makes us feel happier. That makes sense, right? So there was a study, I found this on, I believe it was Harvard, yeah, Harvard Medical School. There are two psychologists from University of California and from the University of Miami, so both coasts. They did a lot of research. So they did one study. They asked all these participants to write a couple sentences every week, and they gave them topics. So one group wrote about things they were grateful for. The second focused on things that irritated them every day. <laughs> so I'm saying I could fill out paragraphs of things that irritate me, right? But they wrote about things. After 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic. They felt better about their lives. They also exercised more, which is kind of funny. And they had fewer visits to the doctors than those who focused on the negative stuff. Isn't that funny? And then another study studied 411 different people, and they had to write about their early memories. And so when one group, they said, you have to write a letter of gratitude and to deliver it to someone, they immediately said they had a huge increase in their happiness. So when they thanked someone for something they had done, their happiness went way up. Isn't that funny? But thousands of years ago, Solomon said, if you have a grateful heart, it makes your face happy. Right? I mean, who would have thought, right, that God knew what he was talking about? But it also shows that they have physical benefits. Did you know that gratefulness actually improves the quality of your sleep? Now, why do you think that is? Because we're not worrying all the time at night, right? But instead, we're focusing on things that we're thankful for. And you know, we, you know that old thing they used to say, count your sheep to fall asleep? What happens when we start counting our blessings before we go to bed? Instead of worrying about the next day, if we stopped and said, thank you, Lord, for this, thank you for this, thank you for this, we sleep better. So instead of taking melatonin, try this first, maybe, or do both. Um, it also helps regulate stress. Studies have shown that people who are grateful have lower stress levels. And what does a high stress level do? Causes heart problems, blood pressure problems, road rage. 
You know, it's funny. Well, we lived in Springfield. I used to hate driving in Springfield. It's a big city, and there are a lot of boneheads with cars in Springfield. But after driving here, I got Springfield. I said, this is not that bad. Like, people aren't actively trying to kill me when I drive. So, um, anyway. So, has physical benefits and also has, check this out, relational benefits. Studies show that gratefulness actually makes your relationships better. If you're married and you're a person who focuses more on being grateful than being negative, guess what happens? Your marriage improves. And again, these are clinical studies that show these things. They actually have it. So it says a great deal of research has shown that gratitude helps us initiate, maintain, and strengthen our relationships. It makes our romantic relationships closer and more satisfying. Helps us be more invested in friendships. And even causes us to be more helpful to our coworkers. So what we're saying is being grateful will make our lives better. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody's with me. If we're grateful for what we have instead of focusing on the things that we don't, our lives get better. Yeah. So how do we do that, though? We all know that we're supposed to be grateful. How do we do that? Well, thankfully, Paul shows us a great way to keep thankfulness in our, or, and gratitude in our lives. So the effects of gratitude, if you have your Bibles, look at Philippians chapter 4. So what we find here is that gratitude is a gateway to peace. Gratitude is a gateway to peace. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 4. Paul says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Huh. That sounds like gratefulness, doesn't it? In verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and what does he say? Thank him for all that he's done. So Paul says, if you don't want to be anxious, but you want to be grateful, stop and pray about things and thank God for what he has done, right? And verse 7, then you'll experience God's peace. So instead of worrying, if we pray about it and thank God for it, then we have what? Peace. Then you'll experience God's peace once he sees anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So if we're thankful, he will guard our hearts and our minds and give us peace, which is what these studies said, right? If we're grateful, we have more peace, we have better relationships, we sleep better, we worry less, we have less stress. So now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Here's how he tells us how to do it. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me. Then the God of peace will be with you. So Paul says here, if we want to experience peace instead of worry, if we want to be grateful instead of complaining, we have to focus on what he's done. We have to go to him in prayer and think about things that he's done. Think about good things. Now here's the funny thing. You know where Paul was when he wrote this? Sitting in prison. Paul was sitting in a prison and he wrote about being what? Grateful and thankful. And instead of worrying, praying and thanking God for what he had done. So we find that 
Gratitude is a gateway to peace. When we're thankful and we talk to God about what we have and talk to God about what we need, instead of complaining, we will have peace. And he said that peace will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ. Guys, this is incredible. Instead of worrying, instead of saying, man, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, I wish I didn't have this, I wish this person wasn't in my life, whatever it is, Instead of focusing on those things, instead we pray and we thank God for what he's done, we have peace. And I don't know about you, but peace is in short supply right now in our world. We can show peace to other people. So we find that gratitude is a gateway to peace. It's also a gateway to joy. Gratitude helps us have joy in difficult circumstances, which leads to peace. Here's the funny thing. When Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray, that word anxious, if you look at it in Greek, it's kind of a word picture of being pulled in five different directions at the same time, being pulled in different places. You ever feel like you're being pulled in like a billion different directions? (laughs) If you're a parent, especially if you're a single parent, it's like, right? If you have kids, if you have working kids, you have work kids job, you know, you have work kids spouse. Well, I mean, it's just you're being pulled all different directions. That's that word. So he says, when you start to feel like that, pray about it. Thank God for what he's done. Start being more grateful, and then that stuff works. And, you know, our circumstances, guys, sometimes can seem overwhelming. It can seem like we have to do way more in a day than we can ever fit in. You have to be, you know, sometimes we wish we could clone ourselves. We could be in two different places at the same time but then the clones become evil and take over the world. So we don't do that, right? (laughs) Every movie starts that way, so don't do that. But when we feel that way, when we feel overwhelmed, Paul says just be grateful. Pray about that and thank God for what he's done. Then that peace will come and fill your heart and guard your mind. And being thankful gets our eyes off our circumstances. A lot of times when we start to become overwhelmed, it's because we're focusing on the circumstances instead of the God who is above the circumstances. And so we start looking at stuff that we don't have instead of being thankful for the things that we do have. And so we find gateway, gratitude is a gateway to joy. Also, gratitude is a gateway to positive communication. A lot of times what's in our heart comes out of our what? Mouth, right? Matthew 12, 34 Jesus is kind of chastising the Pharisees, and he says this, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in our heart is eventually going to come out of our mouth. So if we can make our hearts grateful, then it makes our communication better. So when we understand all the grace we've been given, we think about all the things God has done in our lives We become grateful, and then it's a lot easier to say stuff that's positive than negative. It's a lot easier to be grateful than it is to be ungrateful, complaining, right? When we focus on what we have, it's a lot easier. So, guys, so many times we try just not to complain, right? You ever do that? I'm just going to focus on not complaining. But instead of doing that, we can just say, I'm going to focus on being thankful. And then you don't complain, It's a lot easier to focus on what God has done than to try to stop that. And Paul in Philippians, remember, he talked about this. He said, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace will be with you. 
One pastor said this. His name is Sam Roberts. He says, what we think about begins to transform our heart. And then out of the outflow of our hearts, the mouth begins to speak. So what we think about starts transforming our heart. And when we transform our heart, then the good stuff comes out. I've always been told one way to find out what's in your heart is to smack your thumb with a hammer. See what comes out of your mouth. Or slip a wrench and bust your knuckle. Or try to get the oil filter off your vehicle, right? When you start doing that, then what's actually in your heart comes out. We find out. So how do we do this? How do we? So I just want to get real practical. How do we have a grateful heart? This is great in theory. All of us say, yeah, absolutely. I want to be grateful. But how do we do it? Well, the first thing we need to do is think about our blessings regularly. Think about what God has done in our lives. Think about what God has done in our families. Think about where we would be if not for Jesus. You ever stop and think about that? It's kind of scary sometimes, isn't it? Where would I be if I had kept going down the road I was going? Right? So we think about it. And one way to do that, guys, is to talk about it. Talk about it with your family. If you have kids, one of the best things you can do is sit down with them and tell them, this is stuff that Jesus has done in our family. This is why we're not this way. This is why we're not in that situation, because of what Jesus has done. We'll sit down with our kids sometimes at dinner and say, do you understand how good God has been to us? You know, back when we first got married, we didn't have enough food to eat. <laughs> I was telling my daughter, I remember being in college and digging in my couch for change to buy gas to get to work. Anybody else been there? Yeah. I was like, come on, please quarter, please quarter, you know, shaking it out. Yeah, it was rough. And say, so, man, God has been good to us. We talk about where we would be if not for Christ. You can journal. Some people like to journal. Just get a little notebook and start writing down things you're thankful for. Then when you're having a rough day, when you're tempted to complain, go back and read that journal. Look at what God did on this day. Look at what God did here. Even David said this in one of the Psalms. He said, I lay in bed at night and I think about those times. I think about when I was in your presence. I think about those things. So we can sit down and talk with our family, with our friends. Hey, what have you seen God do lately? What are you thankful for? So we think about our blessings regularly. Then we should guard our thoughts regularly. We talked about this a little bit last week. We need to guard our hearts. Guard what comes in. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, Paul says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds, listen to this, of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And here's the thing, guys. So many times we have lies that are given to us. We're tempted to believe things that simply aren't true. And sometimes it comes from us. Sometimes it comes from outside sources. Sometimes people say things to us that aren't true or about us that aren't true. So we have to take those things captive. We have to destroy those things. And so like I was saying earlier today, so many times we have these little thoughts, this little voice in our heads that said, God can't love you. You shouldn't be there. You're a hypocrite. If people only knew what your past was or people only knew what thoughts you had or whatever, those little thoughts come in our brains. So what do we have to do? Paul says we use spiritual tools to take those down. We replace those things with things that are true. 
Well, I know Jesus does love me. I know Jesus does care for me. I know that God has a plan for my life. And so when those thoughts start coming in, we have to guard our hearts so we replace those things with things that are true. And that's when we can be thankful. No, I am not who I used to be. The Bible says that I'm a new creation and Jesus loves me. And I can be thankful for that, right? We need to repeat those things. Guys, some of you need to write these things down on your phone. Just write some verses down that are truth and put them in your notes on your phone. And when you start feeling those things come in, instead of giving in to all those negative thoughts and negative emotions, start reading what's true. This works. I can promise you. I have to do this on my own sometimes. I just read scripture. This is what's really true. This is not what I used to be. Guard our thoughts. And we said last week, sometimes we're tempted to make decisions based on how we feel instead of based on what we know is true. And that's when we get ourselves in trouble. Guys, no one ever wakes up and says, I'm going to destroy my marriage today. You know, I think I'm going to go cheat on my spouse. No, what happens? We start making decisions based on how we feel instead of based on what's true. That's when people give up. That's when people do things they shouldn't because they start going on what's, what they feel instead of what's truth. So we have to guard our hearts and guard our thoughts regularly. And then we should verbalize our gratitude regularly. Verbalize that. What does that mean? Tell people thank you. Tell people you appreciate them. It is so easy to just complain about everything going on around us. It is so easy to tell people what's on our minds, <laughs> but it's a lot better to tell them thank you. It's a lot better to tell people that you appreciate them. What would happen if we told our spouse every day, hey, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for who you are. I'm thankful for what you do. Yes, you can do that right now. That works. That's fine, right? You can do that. What would happen if we tell our kids, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're mine. I'm glad that, that God gave me you. Right? What happens if we tell our coworkers, I know you blew it yesterday, but I believe today you're going to do great. <laughs> you ever watched Princess Bride and the Dread Pirate Roberts? Good job today, Wesley. I'll most likely kill you tomorrow. Right? I mean, you can do that. Don't do that. But tell people you appreciate them. Tell people that you care about them. Tell God thank you for what he's done. When we do this stuff, guys, when it comes out of our mouth, it helps make it real, doesn't it? You know, and this is the same way, the side note. If God has given you a dream, you know when that becomes real? When you tell somebody about it. When you tell somebody, hey, I think God wants to do this in me. It's easy to leave it in here, but when you actually start verbalizing that stuff, it makes it real. It helps. Yeah, I, I, I do believe God's done that. I do believe God wants to do this in me. I want, I want these things. So, guys, I encourage you. To make sure that you tell people, thank you. Tell God, thank you for what he's done. And that's what we do every Sunday in worship. You can do that in your car. You can do that at home. But make sure you, you tell people, thank you. Tell them you appreciate them. So I'm going to invite you to stand this morning if you're able. And you're willing, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to pray this morning. Lord, we're so thankful today for the grace that you give us. Lord, we're so thankful for the grace that we could never deserve, we could never earn, but you give it to us. And Lord, for, we're thankful for all the things you've done in our lives. 
We're so thankful for the grace that you give, for the gifts that you give, for the ways that you provide for us every single day. And Lord, we're thankful we don't have to worry about the economy because we have a God who provides. Lord, we're thankful today that we don't have to worry about our past because we have a God who forgives. And so what I just pray each and every one of us today would begin to have a grateful heart. That we begin to have a heart that is thankful for what you've done. <laughs> We're grateful for a sound team that can fix stuff. And then we have speakers so I don't have to yell. Lord, we're thankful today just for your love. And so Lord, I just pray you help each and every one of us today to know who we are in Christ. And Lord, you would speak to us today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor Rex, if I was to be real honest, I'm pretty far from God. I've never asked him to forgive my sins or, or maybe I did at one point, but I've walked away from that and, and I want to make that right. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? I just want to pray with you today. I'm going to ask you to, to pray this prayer with me with these that raise their hands. This is just you talking to the Lord, and this is how we make ourselves right in this sight. Because the Bible says if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is the Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved, we'll be forgiven. So repeat this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your love for me. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying in my place. And I admit that I've sinned. Please forgive me. Please come into my life. Make me new. Forgive all my sins and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, if you pray that prayer, the Bible says that you are a brand new person, that all that old stuff is gone. And we have a new life that starts today. We start living for him every day. Now, if you're here today and you say, you know, I have a hard time seeing my blessings. It's a lot easier for me to see all the things that I don't have or the things I wish I had, but I want to work on seeing the good around me, seeing what Jesus is doing to me. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? I just, yeah, we're going to pray for that. If you're here today and you say, you know, I just really need to work on guarding my heart, making my heart grateful instead of bitter, instead of angry. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? We're going to pray with you today. And lastly, if you say, you know what, I need to be better at speaking gratefulness about saying thank you to people, telling people that I appreciate them, telling the Lord that I appreciate it. If that's you. Yeah. So Father, right now, I just pray for all these that raise their hands. Lord, help us to see the blessings that you've given us and to be grateful and not negative. Lord, help us to see the good around us that you're doing, to look for the things that you're doing and to be thankful. Lord, help us to have grateful hearts and Lord, help us to guard our hearts and guard our thoughts and to take captive all those lies that come in and to speak that thankfulness out. Lord, would you help us with that today? So I just pray for everyone that raised their hand that you would help us to get things right in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna sing a song here to close out. If you wanna come to the front and pray, you're welcome to do that. If you have a need, you can come up to the front. Someone will meet you up here to pray with you this morning, but we're just gonna invite you to pray.